0: Hi, this is Sharice with Community Birth Center, and today Michelle Neal and I are going to be discussing first trimester changes in pregnancy, including um, fetal changes and changes in the mom. And we'll even touch on some things dads um, go through, too. So want to say hi, Michelle. Hello, everybody. Awesome. So we took the summer off from podcasts, and it's pretty fun to be doing it again. Um, even though it's great summery day out right now. <laughs> You want to be out in your kayak? Uh-huh. Oh, that's good. Cool. <laughs> okay. So, um, so oftentimes, the, usually the women will start off with knowing when they're pregnant. So it's usually because they miss a period. Most women don't know they're pregnant before they miss a period, but some do. Do you have that experience? Yeah, all of a sudden they feel the sense of smell has changed. Why is that? Mm-hmm. Or
1: even maybe some breast tenderness before their period is due.
0: Mm-hmm. And have been trying maybe to get pregnant or have had an accident. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so then they find out, they maybe do a pregnancy test. What do you think about those dollar store pregnancy tests? I think they're fine. I think they're awesome. (laughs) When I discovered those, I was so excited. Someone told me about them. It's so much nicer to figure out you're pregnant at your own home. Well, and just to spend a dollar uh-huh. versus $15 or whatever, yeah. they used to be so expensive. I, I've i spent so much money on pregnancy tests. <laughs> Do you remember any of your positive pregnancy tests? Oh, I remember them all. Oh, wow. So I remember when
1: I would figure out. So I, I had a vision of where I was at, and what I was doing. and Wow. So.
0: I Have you ever had a negative one and then pulled it out of the trash and it's been positive? No. Oh, I've had that. <laughs> I've had that happen when I really was pregnant and then I've had it happen when I really wasn't pregnant because they can turn positive if you let them go in the trash. Yeah. And that really messes with your mind. I don't recommend anyone doing that, but yeah, don't look again. And then one time I was pregnant and um, it was one of those plus tests. Cause I think my HCG, which is human chorionic gonadotropin, gonadotropin, is the hormone of pregnancy that makes pregnancy tests turn positive. And um, I think mine is on the lower side because my pregnancy tests usually take a little longer to turn positive. But I remember doing, I think it was my third child or it was my fourth, doing it in my friend's house. And um, she was just, it looked negative. But she was like, no, let's take it into the sunlight. And we just <laughs> sat there for like an hour. Looking at it. <laughs> and she could see a shadow on the plus. And she was right. So there was a tiny little, sh- it was almost like your imagination. Uh-huh. So that was fun. <laughs> Pregnancy tests are fun. And so some women don't trust them, though, even though they see a positive. Isn't that interesting? Uh-huh. And I don't know why. It's some kind of denial, I think. Yeah. They go out and buy a cycle them. Or they'll come here and want to take one. And uh-huh. then if we, if we say, yeah, it's positive. <laughs> yeah. Um, so HCG, which we talked about. So when you get um, women ovulate two weeks into their cycle, usually around the middle of their cycle. And so when they um, have missed a period, they're actually two weeks um, fetal gestation. The, the, the baby is actually two weeks old at that point, but we call it four weeks of pregnancy. So what that can be confusing, four weeks of gestation versus two. So we always go by your last menstrual period and we count like a two extra weeks. So we say that you are due um, 40 weeks from the first day of your last period, basically. Um, but really the gestation, the the baby takes 38 weeks and two days on average to be born to grow and stuff. So some people I think that's confusing for some people oh, there. Yeah. Are, yeah. Um, so you get pregnant and so by the time when you first get pregnant um at weeks two and three, which is actually one week of fetal development, The arms and, oh, wait, sorry. Yeah, week one, the beginning of the brain, the spinal cord, the heart, and the GI tract of the baby are all forming that very first week, which is really amazing. And then weeks two to three of fetal development, the arm and leg buds become visible. The heart is beating. So I think the heart starts beating around four and a half weeks of gestation, Mm -hmm. which they can see with a vaginal ultrasound. Um, the placenta is formed and is um, producing HCG. It's a very small primitive placenta, but it is producing HCG. And what that does is it maintains the corpus luteum, which is where your egg burst out of in your ovary. It's what's left behind. And your corpus luteum then makes progesterone for your pregnancy until your placenta is about 10 to 12 weeks. And then your placenta takes over. So the corpus luteum is critical in that first phase there for progesterone because progesterone is what causes your uterus to accept the, the growing, the fetus, the blastocyst, and then the, the zygote. No, it's the baby is called a zygote at first, then a blastocyst, then an embryo and a fetus. So when it implants the blastocyst, it becomes an embryo uh-huh. soon thereafter, and the, progesterone is what causes the uterus to accept that and to relax and to have all the blood vessels and the fluid and and all of that. But it's from the corpus luteum doing that because it detects HCG in the system. But for women, sometimes they don't have enough progesterone and so they can spot and have miscarriages from that. Have you had many people that have had that? A few. And
1: I have I have lots of women who actually then question and want to have their progesterone checked after a miscarriage, just for that
0: reason, though. Mm-hmm. And do you do that, or do you refer them to somebody? I haven't ever done it. Yeah, I don't either. Usually, it's I usually just tell people they probably should go to someone that does that more often. There
1: is there is a test that you can order online. It's a, a saliva test, that, so that you can just do it yourself. Oh, to check your progesterone. Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah. And I guess supposedly that's even more accurate to do through your
0: saliva. Oh, so when you're pregnant and you're not sure if you have enough progesterone, mm-hmm. you just do that? Oh, that's pretty neat. Thanks for mentioning that. So weeks um, two and three of fetal gestation, the baby's a quarter inch long. And it's starting to have a rudimentary vascular system. Um, by weeks four to five of fetal development, um, the baby is developing its lungs, its face, and its organs, and it's about half an inch only. Um, by week six, which is eight weeks of pregnancy, everything is now present in the baby. Um, and for a while, this is so interesting to me, so for a while, before you really know you're pregnant, and even a little bit afterwards, you don't have a good placental um There's a barrier between the placenta isn't processing things very good yet. And so there's this kind of safe period of time where if you've drunk alcohol, if you've taken prescription drugs or other drugs, it's not really going to get to the baby. Because the placenta is not functioning. Yeah. And so it really by seven to eight weeks, the placenta is functioning good enough for that stuff to start crossing. But usually by then, women have known for a little while, most women, that they're pregnant. So that's pretty neat.
1: And that's you? very common concern when people come in. in the first it trimester. Is. Oh, before I found out I was pregnant, you know, I went
0: to the bar. And yeah, I know. So, so it's nice to be able to tell them that, ease uh-huh. their mind about that. Um, so at the end of eight weeks gestation, or six weeks fetal development, that is the end of the embryonic period. And we begin the fetal period where the baby's called a fetus. And then the baby's called a fetus from then on until it's born. Um, at the end of eight weeks, it's an inch long and the size of a bean. Um, and what's going on in pregnancy around that time? So you have your estrogens, which um, are going on in, your corpus luteum is kicking out estrogen and progesterone before the placenta is really making. Placenta is making it in small quantities, but it just keeps increasing. Um, but estrogen mainly proliferates cell growth and lays a foundation for breasts and uterus to support pregnancy and, and increases blood supply. So a lot of times, um, things like moles and things grow. Skin because,
1: tags
0: exactly. <laughs> um. And then progesterone softens tissues; it causes anti-inflammatory effects, um, makes tissues secretory and engorged. So estrogen kind of proliferates tissues, and then progesterone comes along and kind of makes them engorged. Um, it keeps the progesterone keeps body from rejecting the baby, and it slows your system down too. It's like a relaxant for women's smooth muscle, which causes more likely to cause constipation and for women to feel like their nose is congested mm-hmm. that's progesterone effects can you think of anything their boobs well the, how about the darkening of the areola so, early on yeah i that would might be estrogen not sure what that is yeah, it, i can't remember now or is that melanin? is it the melanin something yeah i'm not exactly sure what causes that. It's probably one of those too it to happens early because a lot of times that's what dads say you must be pregnant chadwick's chadwick sign i was trying to uh-huh. remember that where it kind of gets purplish like yeah. your your vagina and stuff looks more purple and, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and then there's hpl which is placental lactogen human placental lactogen which i had re- i reviewed this because i had forgotten um that is going on and from the placenta makes that and that's what breaks down your fat to provide nutrition to baby oh and so if women aren't eating very well that's okay because as long as they're not super like malnourished or something you're that's how your body does it it's going to break your fat down to give the baby lactose and then um HCG is also produced by the placenta, as we already spoke about, to maintain the the pregnancy. So, the first, so women start having symptoms. Um, I can, I'm thinking sore breasts is one of the first um, symptoms of pregnancy. Yeah. Can you think of some others?
1: Um, well, I think sense of your smell is off and taste is can be off, but most women, or even women are complaining about a little bit of indigestion, not necessarily nausea, but their stomach just feels kind of off.
0: Nausea, that's that's a huge one. And that starts pretty early, like five or six weeks, wouldn't you say? And then goes to like week 10 to 12 usually.
1: Yeah, 12, 13 even. Yeah. Um,
0: but yeah, for me, it was
1: always, I couldn't smell raw chicken. But that's always how I knew, oh, I should probably take a pregnancy test.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: (laughs) It always smelled rotten. (laughs) So it was my, I didn't have nausea. It was my sense of smell was really heightened. Oh, wow. Um, Or, yeah, a lot of women say they're bloated because they're, the smooth muscles are all relaxed and,
0: and getting engorged. Yeah, they just
1: feel like they're bloated. Yeah.
0: And everything just seems bigger, you know? <laughs> um, so also, mom, so the uterus is at at four weeks. Really, I don't think it's detectable that it's any bigger at four weeks. Um, but by six weeks of pregnancy, it's the size of a large lemon. And by eight weeks of pregnancy, it's the size of an orange. By 10 weeks of pregnancy, it's the size of a grapefruit. And by twelve weeks of pregnancy, it's the size of a cantaloupe, and that's the end of the first trimester. So, that's how fast it grows. And women have a, a lot more urinary, um, having to go to the bathroom, void more frequently and more often, just because the growing uterus is pressing down on their bladder. Yeah, until it comes up out, out of the pelvis area, mm-hmm. then. Yeah, so that's a big one: is having to urinate frequently. And so, um, sleeping is still pretty normal in Except the Except for being
1: disrupted from getting up to to go to the bathroom.
0: <laughs> yeah. Some women that have they're really not having problems with their um, varicose veins yet. That comes later. I'm trying to think of other things going on. Um, headaches are pretty common well, in the, the first. Mm hmm. Daily headache of pregnancy is something that happens most of the time. It's benign and not a problem with the headaches. But um, and you can take Tylenol in pregnancy, but you're not supposed to take ibuprofen or aspirin. Although I just read the new recommendation. Oh, I don't think it's that new, but it was new to me that um, women over 40 and women who have had PIH. And there were a couple other conditions that they recommended The. American Academy of Perinatologists, I think is who or however you say their group. Um, they recommend seventy five milligrams of aspirin a day to help. I think it's just kind of keep your prostaglandins um suppressed, or so you don't have that inflammatory response. it's it's to have an anti-inflammatory effect,
1: right That's kind of just a scary thought though yeah can take aspirin.
0: I know. So I haven't prescribed that yet, but um, that's kind of the thing that's going on out there right now that they're recommending. So I did have a client that had come to me that had had PIH with a previous baby. She didn't end up staying here at the birth center. She went on to someone else, but her doctor prescribed baby aspirin a day for her. So, yeah. Psychologically... um, I have a little list of some things mothers and fathers go through. Um, Mothers, moms, um, closeness to their own mother. They might have feelings of wanting to talk to their mom more or thinking about their mom. Do you have any experience with that at all?
1: Yeah, usually or if they've had a a mother-daughter relationship that wasn't the most positive, they... Really are concerned about that. You know how they're going to be a mother, mm-hmm. or they re- are reaching out to their mother to make a connection.
0: Mm-hmm. And they might have ambivalent feelings toward the pregnancy itself, especially if this wasn't necessarily a planned pregnancy.
1: Uh, what, go ahead and speak. Oh to what you're- well, you know if it is a planned pregnancy, then I feel like that is. As soon as you get you have that suspicion that you're pregnant and you have a positive test, then there's that instant you know, connection to your uh, unconditional love to your new baby-to-be. Isn't that interesting how that
0: works, too? So
1: you don't have to see your child. It certainly helps when they're born, but Mm -hmm. it's just knowing that you have a little being inside of you. that.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Your sexual drive may change. So it could go up or it could go down either way. What do you see most often?
1: Um, If the mom's experiencing one of the pregnancy symptoms of being really tired, wanting to nap during the day, then I I see the libido going down. But Mm -hmm. if they aren't really having that napping too strongly, then their libido is up. Mm -hmm. Usually it's because then you don't have to worry about birth control. Mm -hmm. So you're a little bit more relaxed about Mm -hmm. what else could happen.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, with that... um with the increased engorgement of of the breasts and the pelvic tissues, it can it can affect it can make um, orgasm feel a little stronger, I think. And um, but most mostly that comes later, I think. But it can start. It, you can feel your uterus contract with an orgasm. Your uterus contracts, and so as your uterus grows. That's, you can feel that's more pronounced. It's more pronounced. And that's why women that are suffering from preterm labor, we tell them pelvic rest so that they don't have orgasms, so that they don't um, contract their uterus. Fear of aborting, especially if they've had, this is another thing mothers can be dealing with in the first trimester, fear of aborting, especially if they've had miscarriages in the past. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you're always
1: worried so you you're past. always checking. Do I still do I still have breast tenderness? Do I still have nausea? Do I still have to have urgency to urinate? You're always checking all of those signs every day, mm. and you're very tentative about telling people you're pregnant because you want to untell the
0: story, right? And and I see sometimes if women have aborted it six or eight weeks, they kind of want to wait till they get past that time frame. And then they kind of feel a little more relaxed and Mm -hmm. confident about this pregnancy. Um, Disturbing dreams. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Women have interesting (coughs) dreams pregnant. Some of them are scary. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Begins to assume role of caregiver and she may feel trapped especially if it wasn't a planned pregnancy. Those are all normal feelings of moms. And then we have dads. I like to talk with dads about, you know, their feelings and how they may be feeling. Like validate dad's feelings mm-hmm. in that first trimester, especially if this is their first baby. Um <coughs> I always tell them this that you know, if they're feeling a little stressed, more than normal, that's normal because dads feel that increased sense of responsibility. Even if it's not conscious, it's usually unconscious for them mm-hmm. that, oh, I'm going to have another person to take care of or two people to take care of. Maybe they weren't really even taking care of mom yet, mm-hmm. but now that they're having a baby, they all of a sudden have to take care of these two people.
1: Yeah, res- the responsibility can be daunting or it can be something they look forward to. Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly. Pride. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Big smiles on their faces. (laughs) Difficulty communicating with wife. May feel like wife is withdrawn. Mm -hmm. Sometimes women can get a little moody. That first, usually that comes later in pregnancy, is my experience. But um, tenderness toward wife, like you kind of. And couvade. Do you want to speak about couvade, the the male pregnancy symptoms? No, you can't. (laughs) (laughs) I see that a lot. Guys will actually feel like sick or they'll feel nauseated around the times maybe when their wives are nauseated, like the time of pregnancy when their wife's nauseated. So like if a woman's feeling really nauseated between six and 12 weeks, it's not uncommon to hear that the men kind of feel sick too and um, weight gain. Definitely a weight gain. Sometimes they have a little bit of hypertension going on. Uh huh.
1: Headaches, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, and and
0: then insomnia because they're worrying. hmm. And they may may feel trapped too, especially if this was unplanned and um, maybe they don't have the job that they want. And
1: so it's important for them a good time to practice communication skills with your new partner or old partner. Or. Mm-hmm.
0: And, uh, yeah. And the state of Montana, I just, I don't know. This came into my head that the state of Montana, if you're not married and you have a baby with someone to be put for the dad to be put on the birth certificate, dads have to, um, fill out a paternity a notarized paternity form after the birth of the baby. Mm-hmm. I think some people don't know that. um, what about the vitamins and stuff that moms need to be on the supplements? What do you recommend for new moms to take? Well, hopefully
1: they've already been, if it's a planned pregnancy, hopefully they've already been doing some kind of prenatal multivitamin that has, you know, vitamin D and folic acid or folate more specifically, um, even omegas, fish oils of some sort. Um, DHA? Yeah. But if not, um, then they as soon as they they're not super nauseous, then you know to slowly build up taking vitamins. Um, But if someone all of a sudden starts taking multivitamins, you know six a day or whatever, they probably will get a little bit more increased nausea just because it on their empty stomach. So I usually tell moms if they
0: haven't already been taking them, they need to kind of build up. Oh, that's good. Especially because some of the healthier ones, they want you to take two three times a day, uh-huh. the kind that we have here. Yeah. That's a so, lot of vitamins. So if someone hasn't been taking it, they'll probably will get a little bit
1: of nausea just from the B vitamins in,
0: in the mm-hmm. prenatal. And you recommend taking them with food? Uh-huh. And the iron in those can cause constipation. So if women are already constipated, sometimes they say, well, don't take as many or try to get one without iron for a while. Uh-huh. Iron is These really ones important. actually are pretty good for... Not causing, not contributing to constipation. Yeah. Okay. Oh, because um, there's botanicals in the
1: in the vitamins, too, that help with that. Oh. And what are botanicals? Herbs. Mm-hmm. So the dandelion and nettles. And
0: mm-hmm. in
1: probiotics, do you,
0: recommend, mm-hmm. do you recommend those in the first trimester? Um,
1: maybe not necessarily the first trimester, but definitely from second trimester on.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, they should be doing probiotics. There are some studies out there that actually are linking... Probiotics to lessen the chance of getting gestational diabetes in pregnancy. So, Hmm. if that runs in someone's family, maybe they should be taking them from the first trimester.
0: Oh, and then vitamin D three is important for the whole anyone living in the northwest. Uh We typically have low levels of that, um, which can cause (laughs) sunken. And, like, but, some depression, too, yeah. fatigue and things like that, right? But but we've had a lot. There's
1: The incidence of rickets has gone up because of vitamin D intake being mm. on the low side because we all use sunscreen and we're not out, out in the sun like we used to be.
0: Some other things that um, you can take are calcium, magnesium, especially if you're getting Charlie horses or if you have hip pain or if you just know you don't drink enough milk. and Or have a hard time it, sleeping. Mm. So uh, we have a good liquid calcium here, which I like. And um, I, th- I think it's good to take a liquid calcium if you can. Or, mm-hmm. And you see a preparation like that. Um, we also, tinctures is another way that you can get some supplements in
1: mm-hmm.
0: with herbal tinctures. Um,
1: Lemon juice is good for calcium.
0: So... <laughs> What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So listeria is something else that I usually tell women when they're coming to me. So we see women typically at 10 weeks. And um, if someone's super excited to be pregnant, that can seem like a long time to wait to, to see somebody. And we typically do that because that's when you can first hear the baby's heartbeat. And you're kind of past the, the danger of miscarriage and things like that. But um, sometimes I will see women early if they're just yeah. really rare and ready to see and we'll get care started but yeah we usually can hear the baby's heartbeat at 10 weeks and it's really low above the pubic bone where you can hear it and then if we can't hear it it usually means they're just a little earlier than they thought they were um and then they have
1: a really tilted uterus and so it hasn't popped up yet
0: Mm -hmm. or sometimes women that are overweight it can be a little harder to hear too for a while so then, we usually just have them come back. I usually have them come back in a week or two yeah. and try again. And, yeah. And then also, there's ultrasound, but um, I don't. I only do first trimester ultrasounds for people that are having a problem, um, a pretty major problem of some sort, cramping or bleeding or something, and um, or they're absolutely not sure about their dates. Right. It's the best time to get dates on ultrasound if. Yeah, it is. It's so so. Ultrasounds done in the first trimester are the most accurate, especially early in the first trimester. They're within five days accurate, um, up to seven days accurate. In the second trimester, they're um, ten to days accurate to two weeks accurate, and then three weeks accurate in the third trimester. So the further you get along in your pregnancy, the less accurate your ultrasound is going to be for identifying your due date and so I think that can be confusing for women too sometimes because they'll have an ultrasound due date and they might have a different due date based on their last menstrual period or date of conception and um, maybe think that we should go by the ultrasound due date but I always tell people no not unless it's if it's Seven or ten days um, off, then yes, we need to change your due date. but otherwise, it's been shown that the most accurate due date is um, going by your last menstrual period or your suspected date of conception. Uh, so unless you're having a really early first trimester ultrasound, so there's that. Um, what else is in the first. So Listeria is a type of bacteria. That can cause a condition called listeriosis. And it doesn't, if you're pregnant, anybody can get listeriosis, but when you're pregnant, it can cause um, abortion in the fetus. It can cause mom to get really sick, and it can cause the baby to be miscarried. And so it's a pretty serious thing. And the Centers for Disease Control recommends that all pregnant women avoid. Raw milks, anything unpasteurized, basically, sushi, raw fish, um, even things in the deli container compartment of the store, because bacteria could be lurking on that stuff. If you, they they recommend steaming everything before you eat it um, to kill that bacteria that might be there. So you know, soft cheeses um, that aren't. Aren't heated up enough? Like if you were going to eat brie cheese, brie cheese is one of those things that you avoid for listeria, unless you're going to heat it up in the oven, which I always like mine hot.
1: Yeah, all all your soft cheeses.
0: Yeah. What are some other soft cheeses that you should avoid? Can you think of any? Oh well, I don't know the names. I know there's there's blue
1: cheese and Camembert, and there's all, all kinds of.
0: Oh really? So uh, even if they've been pasteurized at the, well, supposedly, but huh? I thought it was just the yeah. There's a little,
1: but um, brie is pasteurized
0: by the yeah. time we get it anyway. But yeah, but so is lunch meat, and I think it's just because it can then harbor bacteria right. unless it's so, reheated. <clears throat>
1: so That's the same the problem. thing goes with lunch meat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that you would never go to. A hoagie place and get a cold lunch meat sandwich. You
0: want to make sure that you're getting a hot one. You could have it toasted. Uh-huh. As long as, yeah, it's getting pretty melty. Um, no raw milk. Do you find that people... <laughs> I, I have people still do raw milk
1: because they have their own cows and they trust their cows. But, uh-huh. I, I, you know, I tell them the risk.
0: Yeah. So So that's that's the scoop on listeria. There's also they tell you to avoid changing your litter box for your cats because of toxoplasmosis. Um what are some other don'ts? No drinking, smoking. Let's talk about what safe amount of drinking is in pregnancy. Mm-hmm.
1: Alcohol drinking. Mm-hmm. Pr- my feeling is none, but
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my feeling, too. Like, they don't know how little causes fetal alcohol syndrome, how little it takes to cause that, so it's better just to avoid it completely.
1: Yeah. Well, I think the studies say that it can, some women, for a fetus, it would take a lot, and
0: another Mm -hmm. fetus,
1: it takes one drink, so.
0: And what do you tell women about smoking?
1: But this is a good time to try to give it up if they can, and I'll Mm -hmm. be very supportive and help them to try to, give it up but i won't shame them
0: mm-hmm. and um i had a friend that smoked through all her pregnancies and the doctor would tell her just smoke the first half if you just have to smoke smoke the first half and put the second half out and but that she thought that was a pretty good tip and she was able to do that mm-hmm. so um but yeah most of our moms don't smoke yeah um, marijuana is the same way you're getting all that tar and And it's carbon monoxide instead of oxygen that's going to the baby. Plus the THC probably can get to the baby.
1: Yeah, I would think so. It's best if you can give it all up. Give it all up.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: um, anything else about that? I need to think about what other... All the things to avoid. You know, probably mm-hmm. not painting the bedroom in the
0: wintertime with... Toxic paint, paints. fumes. That's a big Some one. Mm-hmm. Um, Lifting more than 20 pounds is not recommended.
1: Be careful about how you place your seatbelt on your, your belly even early on when you're driving a vehicle. Down, down lower. To place it down low. Um... Mm-hmm. um oh, my goodness, um... It's all kinds of things we tell women, but...
0: (laughs) (laughs) We should record a prenatal sometime, just a real (laughs) prenatal visit. That would be fun. The other... um, Loud noises is a big one. Uh Because babies have... Once they're... You know, in that first trimester, everything is developed in the baby, and then it just keeps being fine-tuned. The rest of the pregnancy in the baby just keeps getting bigger. And the hearing is very sensitive in a baby. And we know that sound transmits more efficiently in water than air, and bone
1: transmits sound too. So the baby is surrounded by bone and water, so they
0: pretty have, they have astute hearing. Mm-hmm. And so, and you can know, and you know that sometimes women will be around a loud noise and they'll feel their baby startle inside them. And so it's it's really important. Like women that might be around loud sounds, I've had to have women get different jobs or even quit their jobs when they've been in a job that's been around well equipment. I've had the equipment. I haven't had it much, but um, chainsaws, things like uh-huh. that. Any logger type women, and yeah, um, lifting. As I said, what? And hard rock band. <laughs> And one of the most common things that you lift is your other children, and that's a really tough one. You know, most of the time women keep doing it anyway, but you know it can be hard on your back, hard on your pelvis, hard on your uterine ligaments.
1: I tell moms have learned, have the kids learn how to stand up on the chair so that you don't have to bend down to get them. Mm-hmm. That's a good point.
0: Also, tea is good in, in first trimester, all of pregnancy. I have my women drink um, nettle and red raspberry leaf tea, which Mm -hmm. is a pretty common tea that midwives have people drink. And I think that's in the mother-to-be, the yogi mother-to-be tea. It's mixed. What do you like, women? What do you recommend that they do, Mm -hmm. tea Um, wives?
1: Anything with nettles and the raspberry in it, red raspberry, is great. It's toning
0: for the Uh uterus. And the nettle is high in all kinds of Calcium and iron, too. Mm-hmm. I've heard the nettle doesn't taste very good though, so it's good to mix it.
1: Well, they're just kind of boring. Mm-hmm. There's not a whole flavor. Yeah. So uh, adding a winter green in the winter time to it, or lemongrass, lemon balm in the summertime, like a sun tea. That's mm-hmm. just enough flavor to mask it.
0: As far as weight gain goes, you don't have to have a lot of weight gain the first trimester. A typical textbook weight gain is 10 pounds for your first 20 weeks. So if you're just talking the first 12 weeks, you know, even a five pound weight gain is fine. And even if you are too sick and you lose weight, your body will compensate for that. So there's not a whole lot to worry about as far as weight gain, but it's a good time to establish really good eating habits if you haven't already. Mm -hmm. What do you recommend women eat?
1: Well, more of fruits and vegetables. Um, I, I do more of what's what I would call a Mediterranean diet, so they're eating more fruits and vegetables rather than, and then having some fish, but um, getting some kind of protein. It's important to get enough protein so your blood volume expands, so less having you know the risk of having preeclampsia or toxemia if you're getting enough protein. Mm-hmm. So, which I, I believe is usually the culprit for preeclampsia, is that the moms just aren't eating enough protein, mm. so the blood volume doesn't expand.
0: Mm. Yeah, and I tell moms to, especially in nausea. So if you're having nausea, they think it's probably due to HCG in your blood, and um, it can also be triggered by periods of of not eating. And so that's the morning sickness they think might be because you've gone all night without anything in your stomach. And so one of the things we'll tell women is late-night protein snack, like a boiled egg or some cheese. Mm-hmm. Do you,
1: yogurt, yogurt, protein powder smoothie. Because then you kind of get you that all, all night you, you wake up and you have that like more your hypoglycemic where your blood sugar level is really, really low and mm-hmm. you need to eat right away. You haven't had a snack.
0: Yeah, Yeah, so the protein kind of carries you through until morning. A lot of women um, find that helpful. Yeah, well, you almost need to eat every two hours. Mm
1: -hmm. Not like a big meal, but you need to be (laughs) snacking and having something every two hours Mm -hmm. so that your blood sugar level doesn't drop either.
0: Yeah, not like maybe before when you were pregnant where you would go without breakfast, and then when you got hungry about 2 o'clock, you'd have lunch, and then maybe you'd eat something tiny for dinner it's not like that when you're pregnant, you know, mm-hmm. you need to eat. I tell women breakfast, snack, lunch, snack, dinner, snack, mm-hmm. basically, even though, and you're not going to be able to eat as much usually because you're, you're every the progesterone is causing your smooth muscle to slow down. You're not having the gastric emptying. Your stomach is not emptying as fast as it used to. Your intestines are not moving as quick. So you don't tend to need as much. At each meal, is that what you find? Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I usually tell women to try to get protein every every snack, but not that they do. But it's easy to get protein too. That's what's so great about it. Mm-hmm. So easy. To, there's so many different kinds of protein.
1: Well, even early in the first trimester, when moms can't feel like they can't eat very much, <laughs> I even say go and get some white miso. Because miso is a carb, a whole carb and protein, and you can just kind of sip on it. So mm. it kind of it actually sustains you for a little bit longer. than. If oh,
0: not, and you know, where do you get
1: that at? Miso, it's, it's a Japanese um, condiment paste, so you can get it at, you know, with these, the, any of the... Is it made out of um,
0: soybeans?
1: Um, soybeans or rice, um, different grains. A lot of them are a multiple
0: grain. Oh, and I just remember it being salty. Is it salty? It is salty, mm-hmm. but if you put it in you know, I like water,
1: that. Mm-hmm. Um, usually if someone's nause- nauseous too, saltiness actually yeah. tastes good. No, it know.
0: sounds, yeah, it's good. So it be
1: like having chicken broth, but it's mm-hmm. probably a little bit healthier for you.
0: Right. Mm-hmm.
1: There's all kinds of tricks for nausea, though, I mean, as far as doing ginger <clears throat> caps or
0: doing... B vitamins. Um, Do you have much luck with the C bands that go on the wrists? It's for a few women that works,
1: but I. I yeah, um, I I have definitely had moms who swore by them, and then others that didn't matter at all. But.
0: And you know, I've had a lot of moms that have tried everything and haven't had any success, and they want to take Zofran, which is the pharmaceutical thing that we can give now and a small little pill and it's an oral disintegrating tablet. So they kind of just put it in their mouth and it dissolves. And they say that really gives them a lot of relief moms that haven't been able to really keep anything down. So that's nice because there used to not really be a good option Mm -hmm. in America. I think it's fairly recently. um, (sighs) They've made it available in, in the, Like maybe the last 10 years, I don't know. It's pretty new. Maybe even less than that. I've
1: never had anyone use it, so.
0: Yeah. And there's that. I think what else we talk about in the first trimester. So anyway, um, the things to watch out for in your first trimester are cramping and bleeding. Um, and women can have periods being pregnant. It's mm-hmm. rare, but it does happen. Or spotting from placental in, implantation. From the, the baby implanting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can have some spotting. But things to watch out for are severe cramping. Severe cramping usually means maybe that you're trying to miscarry and, and or bleeding. Also, if you start getting all that with fever, that can be a sign of ectopic pregnancy. And then always, always be on the lookout for urinary tract infections because mm-hmm. that can strike at any time. Women, a lot of women seem more prone to them during pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's pretty easy to, to diagnose that. And just we remind women to wipe from front to back, drink a lot of fluids, urinate after sex, and you might even want to, if you already know that you're prone to urinary tract infections, you might want to take like a cran a cranberry supplement every day, or drink cranberry healthy cranberry juice without the sugar. Yeah. <laughs> <I know. laughs> What's your favorite cranberry supplement? I like the cranactin, but
1: there's a lot of women, or just getting cranberry cap, you know, juice in caps, so they don't have to taste the bitterness of cranberry. Mm-hmm.
0: Can you do that? Mm -hmm. They sell that? Mm -hmm. So a lot of, um, of course, I love essential oils. So you can start incorporating essential oils early in your pregnancy, diffusing them, um, rubbing them on. Not all of them. Some of them they recommend avoiding in pregnancy, but mostly if you're just putting them on your skin, you're probably safe with all the young living ones. Um, It's just the ingesting them. There's... There's, there's about half a dozen that are definitely safe to ingest. But other than that, if you're going to ingest them, check with someone that knows about that. Uh-uh. Um, but, yeah. I would say yeah, pretty much
1: any herbs, I, I think that women should check to verify if they're mm-hmm. safe. So, mm-hmm. And the, and the rule, general rule is more is not better. So <laughs> just use a little bit of, mm-hmm. and then just verify if it's a safe product. But there are a lot of, you know, supplements, vitamins, essential oils that are great for treating, it, you know, all of the discomforts in early part of pregnancy.
0: You're probably going to just be, um, you know, getting acclimated to being pregnant, especially if it's your first baby. A lot of times in the first trimester, moms don't really want to think about labor yet or um, things that kind of come down the road that are, like delivery birth plan that's kind of early women are just kind of like bonding with their new baby and focusing on trying to learn as much as they can about their baby's growth and development and bonding in a different way with dad with the baby too Mm -hmm. do you recommend any kind of um i don't know visuals or books that you like for women that are first pregnant?
1: Um, mostly what I tell, I mean, there's lots of great books. I mean, you could come to our library and check out tons of books mm-hmm. and, and, and watch videos. But I like to tell new parents and, well, even parents who um, they're having their second, third, or or more, and um, that if they haven't done it in the past that in the first trimester it's really fun to come up with a song that the parents sing to the baby uh-huh. so that becomes... Um, something that's theirs for the for for their child, um, especially when the baby can start hearing, and so it will recognize that song from from the very early, you know, six to eight weeks to then after it's born. Um, and there's great studies that you know you have a fussy baby, and those parents start singing that song that the baby remembers, and it really calms right
0: down. Or if you have, that's a great idea. I'm going to start doing that. Um, or if you have a baby that maybe they have to be in the hospital to have mm-hmm. their baby, and the baby has to go to the you know a different place away from mom, and the dad can go sing that song to baby.
1: Mm-hmm. so um but it's it, it's also a way to you know bring the attention on baby and mm-hmm. um, you can start just communicate early communication with your child. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a great idea. Even if you don't have a good voice, the baby doesn't care. <laughs> so, reading the baby, you know, stories, any anything like that is is a an early beginning to bond with your child. So.
0: You probably aren't. So if we see people at 10 weeks, really the next time we see them is 13 or 14 weeks. So we're only going to see you once officially in your... First trimester, so a lot of that is done before you know you're pregnant, or right as you're finding out you're pregnant. It's already half over, uh-huh. um, but you know, uh, find a midwife that's open to you, seeing her sooner if you want than ten weeks, or that you can call and ask questions too, because. A lot of you know. I want everyone to know that they can always call me and ask questions. I'm sure you feel the same way, even if they haven't started care yet, mm-hmm. so they don't have to be wondering. That's tough because they feel like, well, I haven't started seeing anyone, so I have this question, and I don't know. I have to go to the ER or whatever, you know? Yeah. Well, that's why I think we so.
1: originally had our, our childbirth classes, the wellness pregnancy circle, and we included the first trimester, so women who mm-hmm. were just barely but <clears throat> pregnant, but. So we can, you know, they can yeah, still use this as a resource.
0: I think that's a great idea. That mm-hmm. even if they might not want to talk about labor yet, they can still just come and listen. And, and just like how La Leche League, you can come to La Leche League, the breastfeeding group, even if you're not nursing yet, um, just to kind of meet people and see how and see how it goes. Well, I think that's a pretty good coverage there. Thank you for joining us. Have a nice day.